glad to be with you today, Anna Emiliano. And uh, yeah, um, we just have been laughing at this guy. So I don't know if you watched our minimalism episode where we go through the house and we talk about how his brain, even though he's not trying and he's not like trying to put on this image or this trend, he's a minimalist at heart and just the way his brain is wired. So there were like no pictures in the house when I moved in, except for one. And so his friends and family are like, you got to get some pictures, Melissa. Now that he's married, now we can get some pictures in his house to like liven it up. Well, they helped me find Emiliano and like two weeks ago, and we've been blessed ever since. He has been a blessing. I mean, he, you just look at that face. Does he not just crack you up? I mean, any time in the day, right? Just, you just chuckle and we say good night to him. You know, it's getting a little weird, I know, but, uh, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. So uh, speaking of videos, actually, I'm drinking this uh, ice cream here. It's like banana cocoa ice cream, which we actually made a, a like a three minute video. I think it was on or something like that. <laughs> so check that out. It's healthy. So, yeah, it's not like your regular corn syrup going to kill you sugar ice cream, but it tastes amazing. So I'm going after it. All right. So I got a little game to start us off tonight. Ooh, uh, we're going to just kind of talk about the day to day like we do on this show. But uh, all right. You ready for this? Yes, but oh. first, do I have to subscribe to Live Talks with Brian and Melissa? You should. Just a full-blown marketer. She's <laughs> great, huh? She's great. Okay, okay, so I made this up. We have planned nothing. We have a couple ideas each, and then uh, we're just going to run the show. So that's how we do. Right? We're just going to be kind of real about it. So here we go. So we have to role play. We're going to act like we're in high school. That's right. We're going back. Oh. Homecoming's coming up pretty soon uh, for my school that I teach at. It'll be next week, I believe. Same with ours. Yep. Okay, so we have to role play like we're flirting okay oh gosh i'm so bad at this okay <laughs> so we're gonna have it but you okay so i'll go first i'll flirt with you first okay. but you are not to know it like you normally you would not know i'm trying to flirt with you okay so you're just having a regular conversation we're friends but i'm gonna try to act like a high schooler now there's all kind of range some are really very forward some are super shy you would never know they're interested in me right <laughs> that idea so okay this may be a complete mess we're gonna do a little overall play so, Melissa, what are you doing this weekend? Hey, um, probably walk my dog. Oh, wait, I don't have a dog. I wish I had a dog. Do you want to walk my dog with me? Never mind. I can are you flirting myself. with me? This is going easier than I thought. <laughs> Let's try this from the top. Okay. Hey, Melissa. I told you I was bad at this. <laughs> I'm flirting with you. You're just normal. That was me being normal. <laughs> okay. From the top. Easy date, pretty much, you know, to get on this date. I, it would pretty much be easier if she's asking me to go with her already. Okay. Hey, Melissa, it's Friday. What are you doing this weekend? Um, well, I'm going to have a good dinner, and um, I think I want to go have some coffee. I have a run on Saturday morning. So I'm stoked for that. you're in high school and you have coffee? Well, I guess some people do. I have a coffee date with a friend. Oh, um, like a girl or a guy I know? Oh, um, it's a girl. You might know her. Okay. Where's your run at? Um... In this little place that I like to go, it's like in the woods. Oh, so by yourself. Okay. No, there are a lot of people around all the well, time. Well, what I mean is it's not like a school track or something like that. Oh, no. Okay. So you're going to go running tomorrow. Cool. Cool, man. Are you going to the game tonight? Well, um, I could, I guess. I don't always go to the games, though. So. All right. Well, you know, uh, my friends and I might be there, you know, Jacob and Bill, um, you know, if you want to maybe grab uh, your friend Vicky and come on out. What do you think? You, you like know? Vicky? No. I can invite her for you. <laughs> I didn't say that. It's just so we're, we're probably going to the game if you're gone, you know. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, maybe we'll go. Okay. So I guess I might go. Um, <laughs> so uh, homecoming next week, huh? Do you uh, excited about some of like the pep rally stuff? You get into that, or what's your deal? Um, if they had powder puff, are they going to do powder puff this um, year for homecoming? I think they are. Yeah. I'd like that because I like to dominate and um destroy others especially in football so. oh wow she sounds aggressive okay well that's cool because i know they were looking for like a student ref so maybe i'll do that yeah maybe we'll see each other there oh. yeah you like football uh yeah i like football that's a good stuff yeah what's your who's your team well it's gonna be the bears um you know that's despite their uh their talent level uh, anyways, yeah, so homecoming, yeah, you going to the dance or whatever, you know, that dance they're talking about? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, gonna like, go. With your friends, you got a dress? What, what, what are you doing? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I usually wear a dress. I mean, that's what you do at a dance is, like, wear a dress, right? Yeah, yeah. For any, a girl. Any I mean, your... I guess guys can, too. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, any of your friends have dates? Or are you guys just all going as a group, like, together, um, your girlfriends? Going as a group, that's, that's our style. Just hang out with the girls. Okay, going with the girls. All right, I, I might be there too. I might be there too. We might see each other, and maybe you know, we'll uh, we'll get a table or something. We'll dance or or whatever. So. Okay, are they gonna have tables there? I tables uh, probably. I, I I don't know. I've never been. You know, but oh, first year. I'm a freshman, so oh, first year. Okay, yeah. I'm a sophomore, but oh, you're older. Oh, oh, I like. Oh, okay, okay. Um, okay. All right, how did that go? That was uh, I don't know. It was a little awkward. It's a little awkward. Um. Is that okay? Well, so it's not any different from the rest of my life, though. Awkward dates at um, homecoming. I've, well, I've been asked awkwardly to a prom before, and it was not quite so awkward. It's okay. just I didn't want to be with that person. Okay. I couldn't say no. You had a hard time saying no. We've all been in that position. Well, maybe not everyone, but yeah, just saying no to people. And it's not always even a date, you know? Mm -hmm. Just like, Hey, can you help move this couch? Which you should do. But if there's some reason where you really can't, like you're supposed to go to another commitment, it's hard to say no. You know? yes, I don't yes, know what that is. is. All right. Do you want to try to reverse this real quick? Okay. We'll be a little quicker. Oh, so you're going to try good. to flirt with me. Try to put yourself in your high school mindset. You have a crush on a guy who's me. Um. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm giving you two minutes because this could go forever. I could see it. <laughs> go. What would I do? <laughs> Hi. Right. <laughs> What's up? Oh my gosh, I'm so bad at this. Oh my gosh, I hate this girl. I'm gonna go <laughs> hang out with someone else. Um. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. What's up? You excited for this class? Oh, I hate school. It's so boring. Um. But you know, trying to do my best. Yeah. Teachers. Oh, that's are, good. Teachers kind of cool, I guess. You know. Yeah. Super you? funny. You like it? I love. I love this class. I think it's fine. Oh, you're one of those school nerds, aren't you? I you mean, love school. I know. I mean, I love being here. It's fun. I'm going to see my friends, and uh, I like learning. Don't you like – do you like learning? I like learning. I just want to get out of here all the time. Oh, I mean, where do you want to go? Like, <laughs> <laughs> What I mean is I don't like school. I, I have to sit in a chair for seven hours straight. Oh. I'm made to move, baby. I should be a professional hockey player right now. So, oh, anyways. I like hockey. Oh, okay. Do you have any games coming up? Um, yeah, I play. I play. It's fall, so yeah, we're you know trials just went on, but uh, it's games are coming up. Yeah. Mm. Can I go watch you at one of your games? Yeah, yeah, you could come. Um, yeah, just remind me. I'll maybe tell you the schedule. Sweet, I will. 
<laughs> all right, let's cut it there. So you make all that some progress on both ends. But that was kind of well. Actually, that's probably really like real high school. It was a bit. It was a bit of a mess. It didn't go perfect off like the movies, right? No. There was a lot of know. hitting a wall. What did they mean by that? And then maybe nothing happens. So, <laughs> do you see that every day as a high school teacher? Um, I don't. You know, it's funny. I don't really pick up on a lot of flirting. It's probably happening, but I don't pick up on a lot of it. Maybe. I'm too worried or too busy, you know, teaching, um, but for <laughs> lesson planning or whatever. Caring about your own life. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it here and there. I can, I can't think of specifically, but I remember like, yeah, it's happened. I'm like, oh, that dude is flirting, but it's like, it feels like it's less obvious back than it was back then. You know? Um, I don't know. I don't know what to take away from that. Some people say, you know, people, especially guys traditionally, right. Guys would be making the move right now. It's like anyone can make the move, but um, I don't know. Maybe guys have less courage at this point. I don't I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I wonder if it's more like, okay, A, through texting, because that's like the thing, the main mode of communication now. Yeah, good point. No more notes. No more uh, hair tossing by the ladies. Not as much anyways. And um, probably um, because this generation is so like, I don't know. They always say that they're like dealing with social anxiety and stuff like that. It's probably a lot different. Yeah. Um, yeah. They may not be. Great point. The yeah. Kind. Especially with the phone, like you said, you know, they don't really, I mean, they have face to face growing up in school, but it's not the same, right? Everyone's buried in their phone so you can hide easier. Uh, maybe you lose some of that personal skill conversation mm -hmm. development. I, I don't know. Yeah. But, but you're right. It's probably way more. I don't know what you call that e dating. Subdue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Flirting on well, you know, through that stuff. So mm -hmm. yeah. So uh how was your week? Thank you. Um, well, now that you flirted with me, it's mm. much better. Oh, okay, cool. Do you flirt with your wife? Uh I do. Oh. I'll talk to her about that sometime. Um you do, you kind of look like her, but oh, you know. great. Um, so my week, thanks for asking. Um, it was awesome. It was a short week, right? Because we just had the holiday. Um, Labor Day. Thank you, right. laborers. And uh, so I did work an 11-hour day yesterday, though. I did want to bring that up as a topic. Like, what do you do when you have to work 11 hours um, in one day? Like, do you just die? Yeah. I Is mean, it? there's a lot of people that do do that. You know, uh, my dad worked 12 hours for 40 years, basically 50. I don't know. Like, this guy. Oh, my God. This guy was a don don dynamo, dynamo, dynamo. Um, but yeah, shout out to my dad, that guy. I mean, I'm no joke. I am just going to ballpark it. I remember one time he said like, yeah, the last day I got off of 12 hours was labor day. And it was like deep in December, you know, it was just like, you just work 90 days straight of 12 hours or whatever. It's just like 84 hour weeks. Some people work even more than 84 hours, but, but anyways, it was so constant for him. Uh, he was like a printer and, uh, crazy so when i have overtime even when i was a tax accountant and we had overtime but i didn't touch those kind of hours <laughs> i'm like i'm such a weakling right compared to that so very humbling uh someone's always working more than you right but yeah it's hard i'm not what kind of jobs require that like constant overtime right. so i don't know what our neighbor does okay um but he i mean he always uh, he's, he's always, I think he works outside. Okay. I'm saying that because he's, he's always has like dirt on him when he comes home. Right. So that's kind of cool. like landscaping yeah, or something. Maybe or, this guy, I mean, he's, he's gone, he's gone before I'm gone and he's, he's still not home. Like it's every day. Like it's like seven to seven or, you know, like 
seven to eight, you know, so it's 12, 13 hours. Now, is he working the whole time? I presume he is because, you know, he has a wife and kids, so he'd probably rather get home. Um, and he always comes home consistently. So yeah, not that I'm stalking my neighbor, but he's literally right, right next door here, but, um, good people too. Yeah. We're going to miss him. Um, yeah, they're moving, but yeah, so there are really jobs like that. And, you know, I feel blessed that I don't have a job that's like that consistently because I would die. And part of it is because like my job is so computer heavy, which I'm not used to. Um, working on a farm is like that. Hello. Mm. Yeah. What's Hello, happening? Sally. Um, <laughs> welcome to our video. <laughs> Meet Emiliano. <laughs> Emiliano. Um, but I'm used to working outside as a park ranger. I worked outside when I worked at the airport, I was outside and it's so different. This is the first job I've had where I'm inside on a computer for so many hours in a row. And I feel like my hips are so tight. My back is starting to curve because I'm hunched over on a computer, even though I have a standing desk and I try to walk around, but like just having to be stationary for Mm -hmm. so long is harder on my body than having to hike down a Canyon than having to like haul luggage onto the airplane belt. Like for some reason, standing still is so much harder. And I'm like, I love my job. And if I didn't feel passionate about my job, if I didn't feel like I was on a mission, which I very much am, I I couldn't do it just physically being in one place. Isn't that strange? Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. I try to think like, you know, it's always the evolutionary, you know, like way back in time, do they stand in one spot like we do now with a computer or sit? I, so people always say, oh, they didn't sit like we did. And you, you could say like, yeah, that's probably true. But there's probably some job where they did sit, you know, <laughs> were they sewing? I, I don't know. But um, but nonetheless, our bodies are certainly made to move. Look at how many moving parts, right? And to stand in one spot. I mean, I feel the same. Like, it's harder to stand in one spot than like, I don't know, do uh, runs, you know, <laughs> just like, I don't know, the muscles tighten, right? So it makes sense that you're getting all tight or if you sit in a chair forever, you know, some muscles are working and you're starting to like over, yeah get over tight in one spot. So it brings me up to my next topic. If you don't mind moving on, like, okay, there are jobs out there where you're working 11, 12 hours a day. Is that why our civilization, our society is so incredibly caffeinated? Or do we just love the taste that the coffee brings? Maybe it's both. Yeah, that's a great topic. All right, let's go there. So yeah, who's drinking coffee? Or some other type of caffeine, right? Tea, whatever else there is. Mate. Um, so I don't know the figures. How many people do you think are caffeinated? What's the percentage that people are just running on caffeine? Oh, um, I'm really bad at these types of games, <laughs> but probably everyone. <laughs> everyone, huh? Okay, so I actually don't drink coffee. I'm one rarity. Yeah, I think you told me that you've had like one, maybe two cups of coffee like ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is impressive. And I am tired all the time. Okay. So (laughs) maybe I need to be like the rest of America. I think the point though, caffeine. Okay. Here's the idea. If we use caffeine because we're so tired sleeping, not enough hours staying up and, and everyone has reasons, but in general, you think of like, okay, everyone's on Netflix still way past. They should, right. The sun goes down at, well, now it's about seven 15. I don't know. But Back in the day, when the sun goes down, you start to downshift. But now we have all these screens, right? So it just messes with your circadian rhythm. And we just like, you know, so we stay up later because there's stuff to do. We have so much entertainment. It's unbelievable. Um, Plus, we're busier than ever, right? So maybe, well, you didn't get to like have your chill down time that you do from 8 to 10 on TV or whatever because you were running around like to all these different sports and clubs that your kids are in. Yeah. So anyways, we compensate with coffee to kind of make it through the next day. 
And uh, where does that lead us to? Anxiety. Actually, <laughs> a lot of studies show that when you're like so highly caffeinated, you're just like super anxious. And I think that's why there's a movement. Is it a big movement? I don't know. There are at least people who are like thinking a little bit more about their choices of caffeination um, and people trying to get off of caffeine. And it's because they feel so anxious and jittery all the time. And so, and a lot of people are seeing that their sleep is affected. So they're just seeing unnatural health uh, side effects and symptoms from having too much coffee. A little bit of coffee, probably not so bad, but it's a type of thing where your body needs more and more and more, right? So mm -hmm. I think that's where it's a struggle. I have coffee every once in a while. I like going on coffee dates with my friends, but if I have one cup of coffee, here's what happens to me. I have a normal day. I go to bed at my normal time, but then I wake up always at like 2 a.m. and I can't go to bed again until 5 a.m. And mm. then I have to get up for work at 7. So I'm always up for three hours in the best time of sleep, right? Mm -hmm. So I just know that if I'm going to have coffee, it's got to be decaffeinated because I'm so sensitive and it has to be early in the day on a full stomach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're uh that's like me and sugar too late. I always wake up consistently at whatever it is, two in the morning. It's like mm -hmm. kind of crazy. So here's a thought, maybe a remedy, right? So what do we do about this? because uh, clearly it's a problem. What if well, obviously we reduce the coffee. And a lot of people say stop drinking it. Like is it two o'clock? I'm not a mm -hmm. coffee drinker, so <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's a smart move. Okay, obviously, to get the sleep part. But what if we just hmm? What if we just cut down the activities that we did so we didn't have to stay up or rush and feel like I need coffee to keep going because I'm doing, I'm multitasking seven ways. Like what if we simplified our life and then we were able to remove the, because coffee is a drug. I mean, you know, it's out of the earth and all that. It's fine, but it's a stimulant, right? So maybe, is that the more proper way to think about it? Like maybe we're doing too much if we're relying on coffee to carry us through. Now, once in a while, okay, you know, like, uh, man, I just didn't get enough sleep or I, I got a big day. I need a little extra energy. But if you're like living on like the people who go to McDonald's every morning for a cup of coffee, I'm not saying that's bad, but like if you're doing that and then you get to work and you have another cup, another cup, it's just like, because you're so tired. Yeah. What do you think about Maybe that? Maybe let's get to the root of the issue. Mm, like there you go. not just get rid of coffee, which can be an awesome treat, but why are we so busy? We're just running ourselves into the ground. Again, there are some jobs legitimately that people have to have where they have to work a lot. Mm -hmm. And that is a whole different conversation. But I think oftentimes we do more than we need to, which is what like we talk about all the time. And we did a video on our trip to Colorado and we explored this. Like when we are removed from nature, when we are removed from the natural elements, we forget what it's like to live a simple life. And we forget what it's like to be like really human. And um and take time to reflect and downshift and to take time to just um, not be consumed by the to-do list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I uh, just came into my mind. I saw Matt Fred, if anyone's ever seen his show. I'll check him out. He's, he's huge. Um, but yeah, he had a, I think he did a thing where I, I got rid of my cell phone, right? That was the show he just did or something. Um, and just the idea, like simplifying right there. Can you imagine just get rid of your cell phone? Just like, I mean, not that social media and all these things are bad, but they definitely consume us. And I don't know about you, but I never feel more refreshed after this stuff. And I was thinking about it. I posted a comment on his like, you know, his feed there. I was like, yeah, are we really any happier than we were in 1984 when there were no cell phones? I don't think anyone could really claim. I think there's actually research the other way around because social media, right? The longer you're on it, the more depressed they say you get. 
Um, now, different issues there. Some people are totally fine. They're not going to get depressed if they're on social media. But um, yeah, it's just kind of interesting like to just declutter, get it out. Like the technology and what nowadays it's like endless TV, you know, from all these different streamers, like it actually doesn't really make us happier, but we think it does. Like I need to get my, no, in 1970, they didn't. Or in whatever, year 1840, they didn't have this, but they're pretty good. Like human happiness doesn't, the level doesn't really change if you have your needs met. You know, like it's more about, you know, interpersonal connection, love, these types of things, the tech and all that though. Yeah. I don't know. It's a place for it, but. Right. And I think that's something that maybe we explore a lot here on the show is that not that technology, social media, cell phones are bad, but what is the proper order that really leads to human happiness, right? That we have um, time for reflection and meditation and the studies are just confirming this left and right, right? Um, We have times for like authentic, deep relationships and we're not doing too much. We're not stressing ourselves out. And, you know, I work with teenagers a lot in my job and I just see that they're already developing coffee addictions because they're so busy and overworked. And I'm like, dang girl or guy, (laughs) like you have your whole life to work. I was ready to retire when I was 25 years old. Okay. (laughs) Why are you starting to work before you need to? Well, college is expensive. So there's this drive to be like six, like financially successful. And like, they've seen my generation go through the, um, recession. So now they're like hyper, not sensitive, but you know, there's a little bit more fear and intimidation Mm -hmm. about financial like failure. Mm -hmm. So there's that extra motivation that I didn't have, but it was like, it's like, man, you have your whole life to work. Like, take it easy. You don't have to have every AP class plus three sports a season plus a job on top of that. Right. Like, it's okay to downshift. Right. It's okay to just live life and enjoy it and not overwork yourself. Right. It's like the idea of being a rock star is you got to do all that or to keep up with the Joneses, but it's actually backwards. What that usually results in is like some health trauma later, you know, like because you run yourself down basically. Adrenal fatigue. Yeah, these types of things. Hmm. Good point. I always think of the blue zones, right? Blue zones are like where people have lived the longest on earth. They do these studies. And most of the blue zones, are, it's usually not America, by the way. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm like, I'm thinking like they're way out, like India or wherever, right? And Norway, mostly, yeah. Finland. And the things I remember from these like health podcasts I've listened to is they're like, these people really don't do a whole lot. You know, they they go here and then they walk and they do move, like movement. That was big. They walk over here, which is about a mile or two away. They're talking like about an 80-year-old, 90-year-old, whatever. And then they just kind of sit around. They have lunch. It's like a lot of just like, yep, they interact a little bit. Some of them are working, but they don't work a lot. It's just like, and they're living like to 100 or whatever it is. But um, I don't know. So Right. I think it's just, again, balance and um, really assessing what's important and what truly makes us happy. If we can just sit back and think about the things in our day, the things in our week that really bring like value and meaning and focusing our energy on those few things and kind of trying to push the other things to the parameter as much as we can. Um, And I find like my week, I was thinking about the other day, I was like, what do I do? I do three things. I cook food because food makes me very happy. (laughs) I like to eat. This girl likes to eat. Okay. Um, I cook food. I spend time with my husband and I rock climb. Those are the three like big activities that I do in my week. And I'm like, why am I not getting other things done? Because those things I find so much value in. Um, and my prayer life, of course, that mm-hmm. my prayer life is like sprinkled throughout the day. I begin my day, I end my day with that too. But like those other three activities are what 
give me fulfillment and joy and I make time for that. And the other things, well, they just, I'll try to fit them if I need to, but I keep it simple. And that's when I've been the happiest. Yeah. Yeah. I used to really do uh, crazy. I'd coach soccer and hockey seasons at the same time while working full time and then working part like on the side and as a, like an accountant on the side of teaching. And I just ran myself crazy. And, uh, yeah, kind of hit. That's when my fatigue started in my life and just my body was saying, slow it down. So now for like the last seven years, I've just been decluttering and just pulling away some of those obligations and finding more time just to, I think for me, it's like getting outside, especially being in a building all day. It's tough. But like you said, prayer is uh, everything for me as far as finding my, uh, I guess, mm, ordering things maybe properly. And then uh, from there, I just try to pick a few things. Even last night, uh, I was tempted to play. Not that I would say playing a video game is bad, but I was tempted to do it. And I'm like, nah, it's only going to be warm so much longer, you know, before the fall really hits. So I just like took a little ride out to the hills and like propped up a chair and watched the sunset. And I I almost was going to bring my computer because I'm also trying to write a book. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're just going to be out there. A lot of prayer was going on, but um, just like, and that felt great. Like I felt recharged. And I know that probably doesn't look cool, like, you know, if, or doesn't rank versus all the things you could be doing. Like, what? You weren't bettering yourself by working out? Uh, I don't know. Just all these things that people are doing all night. But, I mean, to each their own, right, where their happiness is. I loved being busier when I was younger. But now as I get older, I need to slow it down. And I find happiness maybe in decluttering. <laughs> <laughs> decluttering. So, yeah. Right. Okay, well, I got a little update. I'm just going to carry this on. So, last week on this show, Friday, if you haven't seen check it out, we talked. We talked truck talked we talked about my truck uh for a long time okay so i'll just give you the update in case anyone's curious so i have a 1950 chevy pickup truck which has been through the ringer of like bad uh or slow maybe i should say mechanics that have been trying to help me get this thing running i work on it a little bit but with the current guy it's been there almost two years october will be two years i brought it in just for a timing adjustment if you know cars timing adjustment guys timing adjustment we're talking 20 minutes you know and then it's turned into this whole nightmare. Check the show out. Um, so anyways, last Friday, I left him like this pretty hardcore message. I texted him too, like, as we talked about this, you know, over the year, I've been over two years, I've been just texting him, calling, blah, blah, blah. he didn't even call me back. And what I want to say here is, I mean, I, this was the strongest message I ever left this guy. Like, what are we doing? You know, just that kind of idea. Like, let's get it going. Do I need to get someone involved? Maybe the cops, you know, like, it's just like, doesn't even call me back. So, I mean, a whole week goes by and he, I mean, he just, I can't, I can't figure it out. So the idea of unconsciousness, is this guy unconscious? You know, he's running a business and they have a lot of business. I see the trucks come in and out, you know, all the time <laughs> while my sits there. But uh, what's happening there? You know, he just is his, yeah, his conscience isn't like triggering or maybe he just feels so guilty and so shameful that he's just trying to bury it and like look away. Is he really just keeping it there as a showpiece and um, right. holding you hostage? I don't know. I don't know. I, Two years, guys. I just, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, because you would think, you know, if he wanted to get it done, he could take an hour and get it done. Like, uh, so I don't know why a week goes by, but I'm, that's an interesting thing. So I just had to bring that up. Like, yeah, that's uh What do you think we should mark. do? Um, maybe we should get some audience feedback. Um <laughs> What does Brian do? Does he call the cops and say, hey, I've been trying to get a hold of him. Like, I can't. He has my property. He's had it for two years and I can't get it. Mm -hmm. Do you call another mechanic? Do you submit him? Isn't there like the Better Business Bureau yeah, that you just, can report him to? Like, what do you do when yeah. someone has your property and you can't get it? And his hours, like, he's not even open a lot of the time. So you drive by and the door is closed a lot of the time. Yeah, or they keep it locked up because of COVID, but they're in there. 
Uh, not to say he's never talked to me, so he's strung me along. That's why we're at this point. If like, you know, after two months or a month, never even heard from him, I'd be like, all right, we got a, a police situation. But it's like he slowly talks along the way. But then you get like, you know, two weeks with no, you know, it's just like, what am I doing? Right. Uh, and the thing is, is like, because he has it torn apart and is, has screwed it up further, like, I want him to finish it. You know, I could just go get it, but then I would have to pay for that carburetor that he ruined and do the gas. And all. I'm just like, at this point, you need to just finish it. But eventually you get to the point where like, I don't care what it costs. I'm going to go tow it out of there to my house and then I'll finish it and pay for the new parts. You know, you also don't want to upset him because what's it, you know, you just don't know. Is he going to put like salt in my gas tank? You know, just like I'm worried about that. So I'm trying to be really calm with the guy, obviously, um, you know, because I do want him to finish the job. But yeah. Yeah, so. it's what do we do? What do we do? Oh, we see we got a 1950. Wow, I'm definitely gonna need to get your mechanic's name. Yeah, it's I've been looking husband. for. Okay, I think it's Mike. I think is his name. Okay, sweet. I need. Yeah, I need a better mechanic uh, for this thing. I, there's a good mechanic in Hampshire that I liked, but they're really busy. I'm using one in Marengo, uh right now, and it's it's been bad. So, anyways, what you got next? Um, next topic for this week. Okay. So again, I mentioned that I like to rock climb. So I go to North wall. Yeah. in crystal Lake. And I'm not used to that type of rock climbing, bouldering. I like, I generally like climbing outside. Um, but I'm learning so much at this gym and it's been so encouraging. So just a few updates. So last fall, um, I, Last fall, I um, was training super hard because I wanted to do a trip um, this fall in October. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was just like working hard. I was like doing push-ups and pull-ups and working out all the time. And um, I was just so excited and so pumped. Then um, this winter, like I kind of lost. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't lose my steam, but because we went back to, to work. Oh, that's what it was. When COVID like, yeah, there were some COVID changes and my schedule changed with work. So I wasn't able to train as much. And so I kind of just lost my steam and I, I like lost my muscle, gained some weight. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to work and get back at this. I was kind of like, I fell back several feet, if you will. I fell back a few levels. And so I had to work up to this point again. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of devastating. So anyways, the last month I've been going to the gym and doing my own routine. And I'm so stoked because today, today, oh, it was so exciting. I finally climbed um, level V4. And that's like where I hit last fall. Like that was the top that I hit. And I, um, and I just felt like so strong. And I was like, oh my gosh, here's the beauty of life. Things don't come easily. We all know that. Um, but to see myself be able to overcome such trial and when I didn't even go into much depth last winter was hard, um, a, because of COVID changes and scheduling, but I was also going through some health issues and, and it was really difficult. And, um, on top of that, I had oral surgery. So between my health things and my oral surgery, I couldn't work out. And I just, um, could not get into this routine and I was trying so, so hard and I just couldn't keep it up. And it was just a struggle. And then like to climb at that level, you have to have your mental game too. It's totally like, yeah, it's totally a mental game. And, um, so to be able to see myself overcome that 
struggle from this spring and this mm-hmm. um, summer, I was just so excited and to feel strong, to feel like, yes, I can pull myself up <laughs> and I can, um, cause you're hanging on your like little fingers. Right. So it's not like, <laughs> you know, it, it's really not easy at all. And to see my hips and my muscle memory go into the positions that I needed to. And it's just, it felt so good to be back at that place. And, um, I don't know. I just wanted to share that glory story. Yeah. Rocky's back. Way to go. (laughs) Rocked it out, huh? Yeah. That's, uh, that is something you came back from a long way. What do you, where do you go from here? You know? Oh man. So I'm going to Kentucky. That's where I go from here. (laughs) My, um, the trip that I was working for last year is not going to happen, but something maybe even better or just as good is coming around. So there is the famous Red River Gorge down in Kentucky, and it's a world-class climbing destination. And I hopefully 92% am able to go this fall. And I'm so stoked because I'm just going to get humbled and I'm going to smash mm. my face on some rocks and it's going to feel so good. Wow. And that, that 92%, I don't know where that came from, but that's an interesting figure. So uh, <laughs> good luck getting to Kentucky. Yeah, that should be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Cheers for her. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. I'm super happy about so it. So if I may, now, as we we're talking about in last week's show, Life is full of kind of valleys and hills, right? Up and downs. So what if something does come up where it knocks you back? Uh, Let's just say you get old eventually, right? (laughs) Which is probably coming. Um, (laughs) Yeah. How are you going to respond to that? Okay. So what I'm trying to say is how do you avoid when that next bump comes? How do you avoid the sadness? Can you? I don't know. Because you've worked hard. You hit a level. It feels great. Your body's like releasing joy. And yeah. But what do you do when the next rough patch comes because we all that's how life is right up a little bit down a little bit up a little right yeah it's not bliss all the time and i think that's something we we mentioned earlier in this show like we want happiness we're seeking happiness but it doesn't usually come the way that we think it does Mm -hmm. what i learned from my journey is that i made climbing my basically my altar and i didn't even realize it like i had such a passion and such a desire to climb, which inherently is good. But um, I put that in front of other things that were um, in reality more important. And once I realized the proper order of climbing in my life, I was able to come back with, I think, a stronger mental game. And now I can see, I can train for climbing, again, with that proper perspective that it is my hobby, it's my passion, but it's not everything. Mm-hmm. So if I lose it, God bless you. If mm. I keep it, God bless you. Like, um, And I think that's a proper perspective, and I think that's the way that – that's a lesson I can learn going forward. I don't know. How about you? Yeah, that's, that's the right perspective, right? Because anything we do in life, um, any activity is – I think of like a – not a tool, but – it's just a thing, right? It's just a thing. It's not our ultimate happiness. Um, we sort of touched on this before on the show, but um, but to treat it like an idol and make it, I will only be happy if I stay at a V4 and climbing. Well, now you got problems because you know what's coming. You know, like we know what's coming. We're going to age out or whatever it is. You're going to get a flu or what? You know, just like life, whatever the thing is that someone's trying to do. There's a, This is the earth, right? It's just not perfection. Something's going to happen. Um, but yeah, if we, our happiness is t- connected to something that is more, immortal like god right eternal um we're properly ordered and then we can be thankful for the things we can do 
try the best at them. Right. Um, you know, I used to play hockey a lot more, even in my adulthood, but the, the games are so late now. I miss the game like a lot. You know, I just miss deacon people out. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Spin around them. Um, but like, Hey, I need my sleep, you know? So I'm like, but did it destroy my life? Not be able to play? No. I mean, properly ordered. Like God knows I need to go to bed because I need to go to my job and do good. Like I have to think properly, I think about any type of thing. So mm -hmm. yeah, proper ordering, I think is what I would take away with that. So, and maybe that's tonight's life lesson, your Friday night life lesson, the proper ordi ordering of things. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's our week a little bit. That's how we try to make sense of what happened, I guess. Yeah, trying to bring meaning into the day-to-day -day and, uh, yeah, take time to just sit back, decompress, have a glass of wine. Thank you for joining us today, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you soon.